0: Hi everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Spoonful of Sweet. I hope you all had a wonderful week. I know that I have had a pretty good week. I have been working a lot of days in a row and they were all long shifts, but I just am feeling like a queen. I'm feeling like I got through it, so that is good. But I also just got back from a really nice road trip with my sister, which... I will definitely want to talk about, just because she is such a wonderful person. My sister Molly is the mo- one of the most full-of-life people I have ever met in my life. She is so much fun to be around, and every single time we would, say, go on a hike or something, because we went on a road trip where there were a lot of hikes, and every time we would go on a hike and she would see a little inlet or just a small peninsula off the trail or something like that. She would always want to walk on it. She would always want to see everything. And her wonderful life is one of the things that I value the absolute most about her. Just because she challenges me to have an an awe-inspired perspective on life and a perspective on everything. And it's just really beautiful. She is an amazing person. She's also so kind. The way that she talks about other people is so loving and I strive to have that lovingness in my heart that she does every single day, just because she is amazing. She's wonderful. So Molly, if you're listening, uh, this one's for you. I love you. Um, and I really had a great time on on our road trip because we really, we explored some new places. We went off the beaten path sometimes, and sometimes it didn't really work out. Sometimes we had some underwhelming views or whatever, but sometimes going off the beaten path gets you the best waterfalls and the best views and sometimes the most memorable conversations. So we never ended up getting lost, which was really good, but I had a great time. Either way, I am so glad that I got to spend that time with her, but I am also really glad to be back in my bedroom. I am recording this episode when it is in the evening time, so I'm just winding down for the day. But I wanted to talk to you all uh, this week about... Some different things that I learned this week, first of all, and then I'll get to what this episode is really about. So, a little recap of one thing that I learned this week is really trying to focus on making my bed. Now, making my bed seems like a really insignificant thing to talk about, but I really wanted to cover it just because it actually has been making a bigger difference on me than I ever thought that it would. So... I tried to do this because I am going back to university soon and getting in a habit of having a clean space and a clean room and being able to take the extra step in the morning to make my bed, especially before I go work out or work or go to classes or whatever it might be. It might be just a good habit to build, so I decided to start doing that. But that doesn't really affect my morning all that much. Is something that I have found out. It's really interesting because... It affects more about uh, more times in the day like the afternoon and the evening. Walking into a cleaner space helps me to feel more put together, and that actually makes such a difference when I feel put together when I feel organized, I just feel much more powerful. I feel like I can take on so much more when I feel put together. It encourages me to take better care of myself in general, so for example i I always want to when I walk into a clean space, I always want to be a clean person. I always want to like fit in with that sort of vibe, honestly. And so it encourages me to be more productive. It encouraged me to, it encourages me to stay out of my bed so that I don't mess it up. So then I can get into a nice clean bed in the evening time. So then I'm encouraged to do my work on my desk or my chair or whatever, wherever it might be, just not in my bed, which is kind of nice because sometimes when you do work in your bed, you end up you know, just sleeping in your bed or relaxing or watching Netflix or whatever it might be because you feel like a little toasty cinnamon bun or something like that. So, I decided to um, start doing that and I am, okay, here's the weirdest thing about making my bed, um, actually, which is just, I mean, this is just weird, but I'm just going to share it. I have a horrible habit of laying in my bed at the nighttime, like when I'm ready to go to bed and not... I have a horrible habit of not wanting to brush my teeth or wash my face or take my makeup off. And even sometimes, you guys, this is... I can't even believe I'm sharing this. Sometimes I forget to take off my makeup, and then I just leave it on. And I just, like, leave my mascara on for the next day. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Uh, if you are women watching this or anyone who wears mascara, maybe sleep in it and leave it in for the next day. However, I do that sometimes, and it's not a good habit. Um, And then sometimes when I'm too lazy, I just, like, kind of brush my teeth, but not really, and it's just, like, a whole fiasco. So, I... Making my bed has helped me to have, like, to kind of be forced to take care of myself before bed, which sounds really funny, but it's it's so true. I mean, it's been forcing me to stay out of bed until I am intentionally getting in bed in order to go to sleep. So, for example, I actually have been recording my podcasts in my bed for a long time, but right now I am on my chair in my room, on a completely different side of the room from my bed, just because... I wanted it to be more productive and I feel more productive doing this. I felt like I could definitely write the outline for my episode a lot more um, efficiently and effectively and it's been really having a good impact on me and my productivity, which is really nice. It's really helping me to feel more um, capable of of taking things on. One other thing that I'd like to share about this is that you're space, your room, and the place where you do a lot of your living is a physical manifestation of what is happening inside of your head. I think I've mentioned this in a different podcast episode. However, I think that I really want to drive home the fact that your space is a physical manifestation of your head. And that is really interesting. When I learned that for the first time, I was like, that's absolutely true. I walk into my room and if it's messy, then My head kind of goes into a little bit of a frenzy because I feel like, A, I can't find anything, or maybe it's just organized chaos, or B, I just feel stressed out because I feel like I just need to clean my room right now. But if I have an organized space, I feel like a much happier, much more peaceful version of myself because it almost feels like my space is like a sanctuary. I can sit in there, I can look around and like what I see and feel calm. That's why I like to decorate my space and have my own things with their own colors and whatever it might be to personalize my space is just so important to me. So having a clean space like that, having a made bed, well, and a made bed is sort of like the icing on top of the cake. If you've ever cleaned your room and you have a messy bed, you just feel like it needs to be made in order to look like the rest of the room. Or if it's made and the rest of the room is messy, I feel like the rest of the room should be clean. And so you feel a lot more motivated to do that. So my headspace feels a lot clearer and a lot more peaceful and a lot, I am personally a lot more fun to be around when my bed is made and I'm in my room. So yeah. And one last thing, there aren't very many things better than pulling the covers back on a made bed after a long day. Let me just tell you. So think about that, uh, next time you are hopping into bed or hopping out of bed and thinking about whether or not you should make it. I think you should. But without further ado, I wanted to get into the topic of my podcast episode this week, which is being by yourself and the value of spending time in your own company. So essentially, I wanted to make an episode about being comfortable in your own soul, being comfortable in your own skin and just loving yourself enough to have this really healthy relationship with yourself where you can be, you and God can be your home base in a world that is constantly moving and um, in the words of Ben Rector, spinning crazy. (laughs) So this is a learning point that I've gotten really familiar with in my life, especially over the past six months. Now, the past six months have really changed my life, as I had talked about in the last episode, and I think that I, as a person, have changed more in these six months than I ever have in my life. However, I changed mostly for the better. So I did a lot of changing in high school. I know that I'm definitely a different, more secure, more grounded person than I was when I started high school, like I'm sure... A lot of you can relate to who are not in high school. If you are in high school, congratulations. You're doing so much growing and changing, and I am so proud of you and the person that you're becoming. I think that... So I think that high school really changed me and college really grounded me, but I'll get to that because I was chatting with a friend the other day. And I was telling her that I thought that I had changed so much since I had gotten to university or since I had really made all of these changes in my life and started owning them as uh, my own life. And she just said something that really struck me. And it was, she said, no, I think that you're just growing more into yourself. And it struck me and it meant so much to me because the more that I thought about it, the more that I realized that it was true. I was still kind and I still value the same things that I did before. I still love to sing. I still love books. I still love writing poetry and words and making this podcast. And I'm still really passionate about making people feel welcome and loved in this world because I just think that people are so deserving of love. And that's been a common theme in my life forever. And for as long as that I can remember, for as long as I knew that I could make a change I have always been conscious of that. And that has always been the center of me and my life and what I love and what I put my energy into. But I, now that I've been to college, I've realized that the only difference is that I'm less sorry about it. I'm so much less sorry about, about my kindness and so much more bold about it. So in other words, I just care a lot less about the things that people think of me and, the things that I know, the responses that I know are elicited from society when I do things that might not exactly, exactly be with the grain, if you know what I mean, which are some of the things that, you know, that's some of the, that is some of the strengths that, um, it requires to be kind in, in this world because we live in a world of, you, you see hate everywhere on social media and it's almost normalized to this culture of, it's It's just a culture of negativity sometimes online and I see it everywhere and it devastates me, but the fact that that is countercultural and that you know I just I really think it's great that there are people in this world and me included that I'm trying to at least do is being kind anyways, um, regardless of what people think of you and regardless of the response that's elicited from society so I I have definitely talked about this analogy in a different podcast episode, but I wanted to bring it up again because it really applies in this situation as well. I was on a hi- hikes with my sister in the same place that I was on hikes in that last episode when I was talking about this, um, but it's that On these hikes that I was taking, there was a rather large lake, and it had big waves that were crashing up on shore, and it was beautiful. I was dipping my feet in these waves, the water was getting on my shins and on my feet, and it was just so wonderful, because after a long hike, I just really wanted my feet in some cool water, and oh, that lake provided, it had cold water and it was so wonderful and the horizon was painted with so many beautiful colors. The air was crisp. It wasn't too hot. It was only a little humid but it was misting to make up for it and it was just a wonderful scene. Besides that, I was looking around at nature and I was looking around at how grand and beautiful it was and I realized that the nature around me continues to be beautiful even when I leave. I even asked my sister, do you think that this happens for us? Or do you think that nature just exists as beautifully it does as it does simply because it does simply because it wants to? Or do you think that that's for human nature? And I know that that's almost a greedy question to ask, like a, a vain question to ask. But I truly do wonder, And the fact that nature continues to be beautiful regardless of whether or not we're around leads me to believe that it just simply exists that way because it wants to. And I think that I can really apply that to my own life. That particular concept of being, you know, not caring um, whether or not people are around to do the right thing, to do the kind thing, to make myself the most beautiful and abundant version of myself The waves are going to keep going whether or not I'm there and I can continue to be kind to myself, kind to other people and kind and and becoming the person that I am becoming, even when people aren't watching. So with that, I'd like to really start to talk about having a relationship with yourself. Having a relationship with yourself all starts with a mentality and a spiritual comfort with your own self loving being around yourself. So my self-esteem in the past year has really gone up. It has changed for the better because I have realized how independently capable and independently valuable I am. Um, One of the things that I really wanted to start with when I was talking about, you know, spending time and forming a healthy relationship with yourself was especially normalizing self-love. We live in a culture that almost puts itself down with individuals who put themselves down and almost makes it a trend. When I sit back and I I think about this a lot, it it makes me really sad to think about how it is popular and it's trendy to put yourself down and to um, tell yourself that you can't or tell yourself that you're too weak, and it almost seems sensationalized in the media, with a culture that follows the media so closely and so um, so influentially. So, for example you know, something that I might see on Instagram or TikTok or Netflix or YouTube, I might want to do myself, that can spread like wildfire. And that negative energy, I have seen it. I have seen it affect people. I have seen it make its way around to people. And I think that it's time that we break that. I wanted to challenge you all and challenge myself really to change my perspective, to flip the switch of whatever this culture is making trendy as being putting down to being self-care and self-love and building yourself up to be the classiest version of yourself, to treat yourself as you would another person. Often, so often, I see, especially women, um, because I spend a lot of time around women in particular, who will put each other up so high and then put themselves down And that breaks my heart because I know that every woman, every human being is deserving of so much, is deserving of so much, you know, it's so much joy and so much comfort within themselves and just joy in being a human being and um, sharing humanity and sharing the beauty of humanity together. Now, not sharing in that is just the opposite. It's, it's sharing in, weakness and by putting oneself down and by putting others up and then making that something that you know just goes around in a circle that everyone does that to each other nobody's really getting anywhere you're not putting anyone up because then they feel the need to do the same and then they put themselves down and oftentimes the voice that people listen to the most is the voice within their own head so this circle is very it's it needs it needs to stop and the way that we can stop it is by normalizing self-love so that you're raising the bar with how you treat yourself and therefore raising the bar for how others might treat themselves by your example and then we're raising the bar of how our society of people thinks about themselves in general The second thing that I wanted to talk about was becoming comfortable in your own skin by putting yourself in situations where you can be the person that you want to be. So I wanted to start this little section off with a question. Where do you feel the most yourself? Where is it in the world that makes you feel like the best you? And the place where you just feel like you can be yourself, organic, you don't feel like you have to pretend or put on a face or pretend to be anything that you're not. A lot of people have this place, and if you don't feel like you have this place, I would encourage you to try different things and find something. Something that nurtures you. Something that just makes you feel like you can either rest within it or grow within it or maybe even both at the same time. It can be a lot of different places, but for me, I have two main places. Besides being in the presence of God, in prayer, um, especially because I do feel the most myself when I am there and I really feel like I can grow and ponder philosophy and think, and prayer is such a beautiful thing for me personally, um, because I do identify with the Catholic Church, but, um, besides that, um, I definitely feel the most myself at the gym and when I'm reading books. The gym makes me feel tough, I don't feel like I need anyone at the gym, and I don't really... The The most special part about that is that I don't need other people validating me to feel confident about myself. I feel like I'm improving myself at the gym. I feel like there's no one that I'm doing this for except for myself, me. I feel like I, I see myself in the mirror at the gym, and I think about all of the things that I have wanted to be in my past and that I am now. I just feel like I can be so much more proud of myself for... For that and for making it out to the gym and sometimes sometimes it's really hard to make it there and when I get there I just feel really proud of myself um, and I'm making progress on myself all by myself and I, I really do deserve to be proud of that and I, I know that when I look at the results when I reach my goals for weight and stuff like that so that's where I one of the places I feel but most myself. But the other place would be when I read books. When I read books, I feel intelligent. I am able to listen to my own realizations, especially right now I'm reading War and Peace. I'm reading the classics. I, I've made my way through a lot of different classics in the last um, couple of years here. And, a lot of the classics have a lot of philosophical uh, realizations that you can make and different epiphanies and these words are just so beautiful that I could just simply go on and on. I should really make an episode about books. I feel like I talk about books a lot. But anyway, I ponder a lot of philosophy when I read, which really makes me feel like I can make a valuable contribution to the world. It helps me to form classy and um, well-thought-out opinions. And it really makes me feel like I am intelligent enough to problem solve, and I should have the confidence to be able to to do that, um, and especially to go on into the world and make a valuable contribution. And the third thing that I wanted to talk about was um, definitely, I have actually, I have a few different concrete things that we can do to have a have a better relationship with yourself and this is this goes beyond just that mentality um and that realization within yourself about the value of spending time with yourself and the first one of that um that i would say is realizing that the people in your life will come and go friendships coming and going is a natural part of life and say for a few people you will go through a lot of different friendships and friend groups And I just wanted you to know that it is okay to be okay with that. However, through all of this going through friend groups, um, friends coming and going, ebbing and flowing, you will always have yourself. You will always have yourself and you will always have God. And I just wanted to challenge you all right now, as you're listening to this podcast, to give yourself a moment and thank yourself for being there for you all every day. And that sounds really weird, but once you do that, I really want you to observe the place where, where your consciousness goes. Observe the direction that where your consciousness faces when it says that, when you say thank you to yourself. Your consciousness kind of flips inward, and it almost feels like you're spending time within your own mind, within your own head and your own soul. I really want you to get comfortable with that because that is the perfect place no matter where you are physically on this earth. Spiritually, if you're faced inward, if you're spending time with yourself, you can ground yourself in you and God. You can make that your home base and that is such a beautiful thing. Now, I wanted to talk about some more concrete things you can do to improve your relationship with yourself. And these are things that were key in helping me to improve my relationship with myself, and to kind of even establish it in the first place. I first wanted to recommend taking yourself out on dates, whether this be to the movie theater, to Barnes & Noble, which is my favorite place to take myself out on dates, or to the ice cream store, or just on a simple trip to the gas station to get your favorite snack after work, something like that. Spending time just by yourself, you and yourself and you, I guess, and God and, you know, wherever you are when you spend that time with yourself, it's so important that you just get to know yourself in that way. It's almost like a relationship between two people. Sometimes I just feel like I'm talking about a friendship when I talk about that. But it's sort of like that you have to be able to get to know yourself and then once you start to spend more time with yourself you start to listen to yourself more because you know what you sound like almost you know how to tell what your what you and your body truly need what you and your spirit truly need to be able to function at your highest level and i encourage you in those moments to just give yourself what you would like and give yourself what you think that what you think that God is calling you to have. And then that will make you again that home base. It will make you comfortable with yourself and excited to spend time with yourself and then that even lifts the standard for what you think of yourself. So that is another way that you can even try and help to improve your self-esteem. Thank yourself often. And that's another point that I almost wanted to make that Thanking yourself off often and giving yourself compliments helps you to boost your self-esteem. Because I I really just wanted to push forward this message in this episode that it is okay to feel good about yourself. It is okay to know that you're awesome and to know that you are just such a beautiful creation and that you make such a wonderful contribution to the world. And you really don't have to wait for other people to tell you that to believe it in your heart that you are wonderful. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself that often. Thank yourself for being so amazing. Thank yourself for your legs, for doing so much good walking, and your heart for doing so much good, I don't know, talking. (laughs) That's a good saying. And the second thing I wanted to say was know when to turn it all off and listen to yourself. Oftentimes, I feel like listening to music can be really good until it's not. It can be super fun until the noise just gets to be almost too much, and I just feel like I need to stop. I just feel like I need to turn it off and listen to myself. This is really important, and I just wanted to remind you all that it is okay to turn things off. Your friends will be there on Snapchat tomorrow. Your TikTok will be there tomorrow. Your Instagram feed will also be there tomorrow, and it is okay to turn it off when you do that, sometimes you can make the most important connections with yourself. You can spend the most important time with yourself. And the th- the third thing I wanted to talk about, yes, I think that's the third thing, Um, is being comfortable with silence by practicing it. I had a really good friend tell me that she does not like spending time in silence by herself. She always feels like she needs to be on the phone to somebody. She always feels like she needs to be making plans, and if she has a spare spot in her day, she really just likes to fill it up with something. Having nothing is really important. Having nothing once in a while where after work or after school or after whatever you do during the day, just being able to take a walk or sit down and read a book or look at the clouds in a hammock or whatever you'd like to do that is silent, that is just you and the world. Do it and be able to practice it. And I know that sometimes at first, it'll definitely be hard, and it'll definitely be a little awkward. But as you continue to practice it, just stick with it. And soon enough, you'll definitely be able to sit in silence by yourself, which is honestly, really, it's it's really forming. And it's very impactful to sit with intentional time with yourself. Because Then you're able to think, then you're able to organize things in your head and you just don't feel like you need to be constantly on the move. It's almost like a, it's like a haven from the world. Here's the fourth thing that I wanted to talk about, which is write down what you're thinking and feeling and get to know yourself better. I think I've already talked about this, but one thing that I actually wanted to add to this um, as I'm speaking is to validate your feelings and emotions, to actively look at those feelings and emotions and think, I deserve to have those, or, okay, that's valid, how can we fix it? Or really just listen to yourself. Have feelings and have them abundantly and just be able to tell yourself that it's okay to have feelings and then you can move forward in the most productive way from there. Because I feel like when you suppress emotions and feelings, then they just come back two times worse and nobody wants that. And the last thing I wanted to say is to practice doing something healthy with yourself in the morning to set the tone for your day. And eventually it will become a healthy habit that will really help to shape you and shape your lifestyle. I spent a long time at the beginning of this episode talking about making my bed and the importance of that for me personally. And I really wanted to drive that home with this point, especially because making your bed or setting tone with a journal entry or something like that can really help you to believe that you can do it because you can. And the only person holding you back from that daily goal of whatever you'd like to do is you. And the things that you tell yourself you can do, you will do. And the things that you tell yourself you can't do, then you'll never get to try. So I encourage you to journal or reflect or something in the morning so that you can set your tone and Know that you are wonderful and you can do so much more than you think. (laughs) And that is all I've got for you this week on Spoonful of Sweet. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and I really can't wait to see you all next week. I'm starting more and I'm planning a lot more to expand onto my social media, onto my Instagram. Please follow that at spoonful.of.sweet and um, I'm really excited to make some more content for you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have a sweet week. Hi everyone. Welcome back to Spoonful of Sweet for another episode. I know it's been a really long time and I honestly probably sound different because let me tell you something, I am a different person. So much in my life has changed and I'm so, so proud of how I've been through all of it. I just have learned to sort of own myself and I've grown into myself so much more, um, here where I am in university and, um, I'm sitting here reporting to you from my apartment, that is at my university, and I just couldn't be happier uh, to be able to come back and to, t- to talk about my growth. A long time away means a lot more content. Um, there's definitely a lot, a lot to talk about um, in my in my life. Just a lot has happened. I've learned a lot, and I'm just so excited to get started with you guys. I just wanna thank all of the people who told me to do this podcast again uh, to make new content for everybody listening because not only does it help you all, it helps me. And I think that I've said that a lot of times in my podcast in the past, but I don't know. I've just learned so so many beautiful lessons and making this podcast will help me to process it and really get the most I can out of everything that I have learned. So thank you again all of you so much for listening and for tuning in when I make content. And thank you so much for encouraging me to make the podcast when I'm away from the podcast. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about our theme for today, which is feeling stuck. A while back, one of my good friends gave me a call on the phone and was very upset about feeling stuck in her life. She felt like She didn't know where to go from where she was. She just felt like this was a dead end and that there wasn't hope, that she wouldn't be excited about something again. It wouldn't feel like she was really living, um, really invigorated by life. And this is something that I definitely went through this past, I would say this past semester, and it was really challenging for me to have to overcome. But at this point in my life, As a wise other person in my life also said, um, live a life where you look forward to the Mondays. And right now I'm actually, I can safely say that I live life looking forward to to the Mondays of my life. And I just wake up every morning and create excitement for the day. So let's talk about that.